0: Hey, everybody out there in Podcast Line, this is Chris, the Public Safety Guru, bringing you another episode of our EMT Lecture Series Season 2. Today's lecture will be Lecture 2 of our Pharmacology Block. This lecture enhances the first lecture as we actually break down what pharmacology is and what it means to the EMT. As with all our other lectures, we're going to identify the knowledge domains. That the EMT student should know and understand for both testing purposes and preparation for national registry. Pharmacology knowledge domains. As with most lectures, there's always some type of key terms and definitions and pharmacology is no different. The key terms that you should be able to define are pharmacodynamics, intended effects, indications, side effects, unattended effects, Untoward effects and contraindications. The EMT should know the difference between generic versus trade name medications, interal versus parainteral medications, routes of medications which include rectal, oral, intravenous, intraosseous, subcutaneous, intramuscular, inhalation, sublingual, and transcutaneous. The EMT should also know the different forms of medication, which include solid medications, liquid medications, and gas medication. By now the EMT should know the six rights of medication administration, direct orders versus standing orders, the difference between peer assisted, patient assisted, and EMT administered medications. We will not rehash this, but you need to refer to lecture one which provides all of the medications that an EMT can utilize. While we won't discuss these three things, the EMT should understand the differences for medication administration in regards to pediatrics, geriatrics, and pregnant patients, as well as understanding the steps for an auto-ejector, and last, understanding patient medications, which include prescribed and over-the-counter. And lastly, we're going to describe the steps that you would take if there was any type of medication errors. Dependent on the EMS system where you will work, this will actually dictate what you can and cannot do regarding medication administration. Regardless, though, an EMT must have a fundamental understanding of EMT medications, which will be covered in this lecture. As an EMT, you will administer certain medications assist patients with taking their medications as well as evaluate a patient's medical history by the medications they take and then you will take special precautions when you do administer medications. Alright, now let's get into some of those pharmacology key terms we spoke about. Pharmacodynamics is the process by which medications work within the body. Pharmacology is the science of drugs. A medication is a substance used to treat or prevent disease. Also, it can be a substance used to relieve pain. Medications can either slow or increase the functions of the body. An agonist stimulates body receptors as opposed to an anti which blocks the receptors. Dose. Is the amount of medication prescribed to a patient based on the patient's weight, age, and desired action of the medication. Action is the desired effect of the medication. Indications are the reasons why the medication is administered. Contraindications are the reasons why the medication is not administered. Absolute contraindications when the medication should never be administered and then we have relative contraindications which is when the benefit of administering the medication outweighs the risks next we have side effects which are any actions of the medication other than the desired ones and under side effects we have two types which are unintended side effects and these are effects that are undesirable but pose little risks as opposed to untoward effects, and these are effects that can be harmful to the patient. And last, we have absorption, which is the process by which medications travel throughout the body and finally into the bloodstream. Medication names. The generic name is the non-proprietary name of a drug. An example would be acetaminophen. The trade name is the brand name that the drug maker gives to the drug. An example of this would be Tylenol. Now, as far as over-the-counter drugs, or otherwise known as OTC, these are medications which can be purchased without a doctor's prescription. Obviously, a prescription drug requires a doctor's order. Besides these two types of drugs, there are also recreational drugs, herbal drugs, enhancement drugs, and vitamins. Now let's talk about some routes of medication administration. Enterol medications are those medications that enter the body through the digestive system. These medications are slowly absorbed into the body as opposed to peritonol medications enter the body through other means such as intravenously or through needles. These medications are almost instantly absorbed into the body. All right now let's talk about some common routes of medication administration the first one we're going to talk about is rectal otherwise known as PR this is medications that are administered through the rectum and the absorption is very reliable now we have oral which is known as PO these medications enter the bloodstream through the digestive tract unfortunately absorption could take up to one hour next we have intravenous IV. These medications are administered through the vein and they're very fast or I should say they're absorbed very quickly into the bloodstream. Next is intraosseous otherwise known as IO. Now these medications are subsequently put into the bone which requires drilling into the outer layer of the bone. It reaches the bloodstream through the bone marrow. Next, we have subcutaneous, known as SC. This is where we inject right underneath the skin between the fatty tissue of the skin and the muscle. Next is intramuscular, which is IM, and this is an injection into the muscle and it's absorbed very quickly. Another route is inhalation. These are medications that enter the lungs through breathing. And they're absorbed into the bloodstream quickly. Next is sublingual otherwise known as SL and these are drugs that are administered beneath the tongue and they are absorbed through the bloodstream through the aura mucosa. Next we have transcutaneous or otherwise known as transdermal and these are medications that are absorbed through the skin when placed on a special patch. Now these medications are absorbed slowly making them longer and having lasting effects and then last we have intranasal which is known as in and these are medications that are sprayed in the nose through a special device that aerosols the medication and they are absorbed very quickly i know that was a lot so you may have to listen to that again now let's talk about types and forms of medications The form of the medication will usually dictate how the medication is given. The manufacturer dictates the form to ensure that the medication is given through the right route, which will have the greatest effect within the body. All right, now let's talk about tablets and capsules. Most medications given by mouth are in these forms. Tablets are compressed with other materials to make the actual pill, while capsules are gelatin shells Filled with a powder or liquid suspension. Now let's move on to solutions and suspensions. Solutions are a liquid mixture of one or more substances that cannot be separated. Solutions can be given by almost any route to include IV, IM, or subcutaneous injections. Now suspensions this, this, these solutions, or I should say these suspensions, are a mixture of ground particles that are distributed evenly through the liquid by shaking or stirring. These medications will separate if not shaken or stirred. Think about the different medications you have taken over your lifetime where you had to shake it to make sure that it was all in that right form before you went ahead and gave it to yourself. Now let's talk about meter dose inhalers. Medications can be, These medications can be solid or liquid if they can be broken down into small droplets or particles that can be inhaled. The inhaler sends the medication through the mouth into the lungs, which is then absorbed. Every time you spray one of these inhalers, it gives a perfect meter dose each time. Now moving on, we have topical medications. These are medications that include lotions creams and ointments and they're normally applied to a specific area of the body. Think about when you have a sunburn. Next we have transcutaneous medications. These are medications that are normally placed on a patch and then placed on the skin where they can be absorbed and you could think about a nicotine patch in that uh, example. Now we have gels. These are medications that are semi-liquid and are administered in capsules or through plastic tubes. Next, we have gases, and these are usually delivered through a non-rebreather mask or nasal cannula. Now, let's revisit the six rights to medication administration. The six rights to medication administration are the right patient, the right medication, the right dose, the right route, the right time, and the right documentation. Let's talk about EMTs and medication administration. Since my time in emergency medical services, I have witnessed EMTs being allowed to not only do more, but now administer more medications. Now, there are three types of medications that an EMT can utilize. Those are peer assisted medications, and these are the administrations of a medication on yourself or your partner. Then we have patient-assisted medications, and these are when the EMT assists the patient with the administration of the patient's medication to themselves. And last, EMT-administered medications, and this is when the EMT directly administers the medication to the patient, such as oxygen and glucose. Now let's talk about the actual specific medications that an EMT can utilize once again let's not forget that we have specifically talked about all emt medications in great detail with lecture number one however i want to remind you the listener about the different medications so that way if you have forgotten you can revisit that lecture now let's talk about the oral medications those are activated charcoal oral glucose and aspirin sublingual medications will be nitroglycerin Intramuscular medications will be an EpiPen. Intranasal medications will be Naloxone, AKA Narcan. And inhalation medications will be oxygen. Then of course we have meter dose inhalers and nebulizers. And this is where we put the patient's medication such as albuterol or prevental into our nebulizer, hook it up to the oxygen, and then we give it to the patient so they can breathe it in when they're having their difficulty breathing now let's talk a little bit about patient medications and what they mean to the emt during the patient assessment the emt should attempt to ascertain if the patient is taking any medications as these medications can provide insight into the patient's medical condition or history bring all patient medications with you to the emergency department the emt should also be concerned with over-the-counter medications, herbal medications, and any type of illegal drugs the patient may have taken or possibly still does take, or yeah, take. All right, now let's talk about those dreaded medication errors. Unfortunately, errors, accidents, and mistakes happen in EMS, and the worst thing we could do is make that error worse. So with that, when you have a medication error, we need to understand what that error is. So a medication error is when a medication has not been used appropriately. We should always use all precautions to prevent medication errors, such as dicing the medications, the six rights of the patient medication administration, etc. etc. However, if an error does occur, follow the following steps based upon your policy, procedure, and local protocols. First, provide any pertinent first aid due to that error. Notify medical control. Follow your local protocols and document, document the error thoroughly and notify any supervision or management. Well, this concludes this lecture. I want to remind you that very soon we will be providing PowerPoints to all of these lectures. If that is something that interests you, as well as other additional learning resources, you're going to want to become a Patreon member to this podcast. And once again, you can find a link in the description of all of these lectures. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for me, Chris, the Public Safety Guru, with another lecture in the EMT Lecture Series Season 2. I hope you enjoy it. If you can provide any type of feedback, written, thumbs up, anything please do so as it helps me and guides me for further development of other episodes. All right, happy EMT and good luck with your program or National Registry Testing.